Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live. And welcome again to Bob Bernie Live. This is the four o'clock hour. It is four o'clock in Columbus, Ohio. That is where the program is originating today, but it is also for, well, it's actually, well, right now it's 4.07 in Columbus, Ohio, and in Tampa, Florida, because we are simulcasting the program today in Columbus and in Tampa, as uh, the Tampa afternoon host Bill Bunkley is taking a few days off. So we are today on WRFD. AM 880 and 104.5 FM in Columbus, Ohio. And in Tampa, Faith Talk 570 and 910 AM. And so I have the privilege of being your host, and I consider that a great honor. So thank you for joining me, and here is my telephone number. 877-262-5400. Eighty-three. Um, I, I wasn't planning on getting into this, so let me just deal with it quickly. There is a COVID surge across America. We are broadcasting from Columbus, Ohio. We are in the midst of a huge surge here in Ohio. We're currently experiencing about 20,000 new cases every day, and we have been now for several days. Now, you folks in Florida are doing much, much, much better. And I I don't have time, and I'm not going to try to get into all the reasons why. But anyway, uh, the news media uh, just feasts on fear and hysteria. And so the news media is obviously going to pick up the bad, the worst and try to put fear and fright into you because that's what drives the ratings, sadly. Let me give you an example. I'm looking at a headline that I got during the top of the hour break from one of our local TV stations here in Columbus. Headline, U.S. kids hospitalized with COVID in near record numbers. Well, that is true. Near record numbers for COVID, not near record numbers for hospitalization. The fact is far, 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 far more children are hospitalized right now from the common flu, influenza, than COVID. In fact, there are a number of reasons why children are admitted to hospitals 
that far surpass the number for COVID. Now, once again, does that mean that we just we don't take COVID seriously at all? No. It's just that we we can't deal with fear. We need to deal with facts. And the truth is, yes, we are seeing more children hospitalized with COVID right now than we have probably any time during the pandemic. That is true. But it is also true it is a tiny, tiny, tiny percentage of the children in America and those that are hospitalized, it is rare that it is fatal. Uh, And if you don't believe me, spend just a few minutes. It won't take you a whole lot of time. Look up children mortality. Just do an internet search. Children mortality. And uh, look up the leading causes of death for children in America. COVID is not even close to the top. So should we make light of it? No. Should we laugh at it? Of course not. But as I tried to emphasize yesterday, don't be motivated by fear. Be motivated by facts. Do a little bit of your own research and find out what the truth is. Now, there is some breaking news. The uh, president of the United States and the president of Russia are on the phone right now as we speak. Well, that's not terribly unusual, but what is unusual is that this phone conversation was requested by Vladimir Putin, not Joe Biden. If you look historically at the phone conversations between the U.S. and Russia, the presidents of each of those countries, almost always the request is from the American president asking to speak with the president of Russia. This time, it's the other way around. And we can assume it's probably about Ukraine. Uh, What is Vladimir Putin saying to Joe Biden? I don't know. I could guess. I'm not going to do that. That wouldn't be profitable for me, and it certainly would not be profitable for you because it would be just a guess, and an educated guess, but um, it would just be a guess. But anyway, that is breaking news. Um. The president, the uh, conversation has been going on now about 20, 25 minutes. Probably won't last much longer. Will we know what the conversation was about? Probably not. Probably not. But anyway, that's breaking news, and I thought you might want to know. Speaking of President Biden, much of the world was shocked, dismayed, and even disgusted by the movement from the Biden administration to remove the country of Nigeria from their, quote, country of particular concern designation. Uh, The country of Nigeria has been on the State Department's country of particular concern for a long time, primarily because of the slaughter of Christians. In the last 10 years, 
thousands, not dozens, not hundreds, thousands of Christians have been slaughtered in Nigeria by radical Muslims, uh, usually the uh, group called the Fulani Herdsmen. No, they're not just innocent shepherds out in the field. No, 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 not at all. They're radical, radical Muslim terrorists. And the uh, State Department, under the Trump administration, considered Nigeria a country of particular concern. The Biden administration removed Nigeria from that list, and several religious organizations, human rights organizations, are pleading with the Biden administration to put Nigeria back on the list. Forty-seven interfaith groups have signed off on a letter asking the Biden administration to reinstate Nigeria to the list of countries of particular concern. Just common sense. Um, I have a special heart for that simply because I was in Nigeria several years ago, and I saw firsthand, and I mean firsthand, the suffering of the Christians there. We interviewed dozens of individuals. Well, we we were in Nigeria about 10 days. We interviewed dozens of individuals, and every single one of them, everyone without exception, had a mother, a father, a brother, a sister, a son, or a daughter killed, slaughtered by radical Muslims simply because they were followers of Jesus. We went to a city that used to house 25,000 predominantly Christians in a predominantly Muslim state in Nigeria. The entire city was wiped out. 25,000 people just wiped out by radical Muslims. Um, The U.S. government should be doing something about that. The United Nations should be doing something about it. And we should be praying. All right, we need to take a break. My number, 877-BOB-LIVE. 877-262-5483. By the way, you probably will be caught. Uh, What do I mean? Well, I'll tell you when we return. This is Bob Bernie Live. This has got to be one of the strangest stories I have read in a long, long time. It's the story of a gentleman by the name of Thomas Randell. Well, except he wasn't really... Thomas Randell. Well, he was Thomas Randell for most of his life. But that's not his real name. He was actually Ted Conrad. So why do we care about Thomas Randell and Ted Conrad? Well, here's where the story gets real bizarre, and it has an Ohio connection. Fifty years ago, there was a bank robbery in Cleveland, Ohio, 
At the time, it was the biggest bank robbery in Cleveland history. Uh, Ted Conrad was a, uh, a teller at Society National Bank in Cleveland. He worked there for some time. And uh, one day after his 20th birthday, back in July of that year, he walked out of the bank with $215,000 from the vault. Now, fast forward to today's values, that would be $1.6 million today. Well, it was some time before the money was actually missed. Um, You see, Ted Conrad was quite intelligent. He had thought about this heist, this theft, for quite some time. And because he was the teller of the bank, he knew the schedule for the vault. He knew the guards. Anyway, he knew all of the details. Uh, So anyway, uh, by the time they actually discovered that the money was missing, uh, Ted Conrad was on a plane flying across the country. That was in 1969. He was never found. Uh, Cleveland police, U.S. Marshals, the FBI began in July of 1969 the manhunt for Ted Conrad. He was never found. The uh, case was never solved until. And that's where Thomas Randell comes in. You see, Ted Conrad went to Boston, Massachusetts, and he became Thomas Randell. He began working odd jobs. He worked at uh, a golf course where he actually became the manager of the country club. Uh, that's where he met his wife. They got married. Uh, then he worked other places. And uh, for the last many years, he sold cars, new cars. He sold Volvos and other brands of cars. Had a wife, had two children, and uh, none of his friends, his wife, his children, no one that knew Thomas Randell knew that he was actually Ted Conrad and had pulled off this bank heist back in 1969. Well, how was the case solved? The FBI finally found him. U.S. Marshals finally found him. No. Death bed confession. He developed lung cancer, and he began going downhill health-wise. He called all of his friends in and told them goodbye, didn't confess this to any of them. His golf buddies, the people that he had worked with, uh, everybody says he was one of the most kind, honest men that they had ever known in their life. No one had anything but glowing things to say about this man. And shortly before he took his last breath, he confessed to his wife. She had no clue. None what 
whatsoever. She thought it was strange that he never wanted to talk about his childhood, where he grew up, and his parents. She thought that was strange, but just accepted it. His friends said they thought it was strange that he never wanted to talk about where he was from and his parents and childhood, but they accepted it. So before he died back in uh, May, he confessed to his wife. She waited several months before she contacted authorities. She finally did told them my husband had been living a lie their entire marriage. Uh, The U.S. Marshals began looking into it, and sure enough, Thomas Randell was actually Ted Conrad. Now, why do I I even bring this up? A whole lot of reasons. Number one, it is very rare— that you don't get caught. Now, he actually didn't get caught, but that's extremely rare. But listen to what his greed did. He had a mother, had a father, had at least one brother and one sister. They all thought he was dead. Now, they knew he had stolen the money. As soon as the money was missing, they knew exactly who it was. They just couldn't find him, and they never did. But get this. His mother went to her grave thinking that her son was a crook and somehow died. And this man was more than willing to allow his parents, his siblings, to go for 50 years. 50 years. He was married to his wife for 40 years. The things that greed will do. And by the way, he made off with $215,000. Today, that would be over a million. In 2014, uh, he filed for bankruptcy. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, he, um, he filed for bankruptcy. A lot of lessons from that story, all of them sad. 